Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Susan, CP3 for three. Al, about the Suns. Hall of Famer Suns broadcaster Al McCoy calls in to talk Suns with Bickley and Murata. Suns win. The Suns win. Al, about the Suns. Driven by Sanderson Ford. Yep, it is that time of the week where we get to chat and talk about basketball at the Hall of Fame, the legendary voice of the Phoenix Suns, Al McCoy, who joins us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Al, good morning. How are you today, sir? Well, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Just uh, waiting for Friday night. (laughs) Are you as excited as we are about Friday, Al? (laughs) Well, I think everybody is. And obviously, it would be a disappointment if KD doesn't play. Uh, I was kind of surprised that uh, he would play with the next, I think, four games on the road that maybe he'd rather get ready on the road. But I think uh, all the uh, fans, the pressure, everything is looking to Friday. And so I'm assuming that Durant will play on Friday night. Yeah, it, uh, and it's weird because, you know, the the interim waiting for Kevin Durant to make his debut seems like it's been endless. It's only been a couple of weeks, but we've spent a lot of time, and I think a lot of longtime Suns fans, Al, have been spending time going down memory lane and kind of comparing this trade to some of the other big trades that have gone out down in Suns history. Some have worked, some have not worked. I mean, the Shaquille O'Neal trade didn't work. The Charles Barkley trade was was highly successful. The Larry Nance trade before that, highly successful. Where would you sum this up? Where would you put this on, on the pecking order of, of big-time Suns acquisitions in your mind? Well, there's no question. It would be have to be number one uh, without uh, any argument from anybody. Uh, some of the others you mentioned, obviously the Barkley trade, uh, uh, the Nets trade uh, when KJ and that crew came over. But uh, getting uh, the top player in the NBA uh, into a Suns uniform would have to by, be all mean number one. Definitely number one. What do you? Uh, how do you think it's? Do you do you think that they're going to find a chemistry and an identity? Because there's not a ton of games left. Clock's kind of working against them a little bit. But then again, this is Kevin Durant we're talking about. Well, I don't think it's going to be a problem. I mean, you have the other guys that are going to be starters and Booker and CP3 and DA. Uh, they're used to playing together. They know how to play the game. The philosophies are very similar. And I think uh, the biggest thing is how they're going to complement each other. I think uh, DeAndre Ayton will definitely uh, be someone that can really take advantage of of Durant. I think Booker and KD will play very, very well together. I think there's so many positive things around these players that work with Kevin Durant that I think it's going to be an easy transition. Now we're going to have to wait and see. We have to take a look at it, that's for sure. But uh, when you have veteran players like uh, these four are, uh, it's just a game after all. Mm-hmm. It's just a basketball game. It's not rock science. And and I think uh, they're going to get together pretty quickly. Al McCoy, the legendary voice of the Suns, our guest for Al About the Suns every Wednesday here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Uh, since the last time we talked, even more change to the roster. The acquisition of Terrence Ross became official. Uh, he made his debut right before the All-Star break and you know looked pretty good with the ingredients he can bring, scoring off the bench. There's still some fans that are clamoring maybe for more change. I know some people were hoping for Kevin Love. That won't happen. I don't look at this roster, Al, especially with, with campaign being on the verge of coming back. I don't look uh, and, and see another gap where they really need something. Do you? No, I I don't see any changes now. I think this is the team you're going to watch the rest of the way. 
I think it's going to be vital against Denver for the Western top spot. And obviously, who is going to be the other starter for the Suns? I mean, Okogie's so great, and he's so great coming off the bench. He gives you so much energy, but he's done such a great job as a starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we know that spot uh, is probably a little open right now. And that's going to be a question mark to see who gets that other starting spot for the Suns. Yeah, I agree with that, and it's in the rotation too. This is not. This can't be easy for a head coach. As great as it is to have new faces, you've got guys who have you know who have been key contributors so far who might who might be left out of the mix here, and and you feel bad for them. But it's kind of it's kind of what we're dealing with here. Well, no question. And uh, uh, the players are going to have to earn the time. And I know that's uh, what Coach Monty Williams will be looking at. Who gets the time, who performs, who contributes, will get the playing time. I think uh, the moves that James Jones made, in addition to signing Kevin Durant, picking up Ross and some of the other players that you mentioned, mm-hmm. that have strengthened that bench. If Cameron Payne can come back and play after setting out so many games, that's going to be a big plus. And uh, as I said, what we've seen from Akogi has obviously been a plus. So uh, uh, it, it's going to be a, a battle going down to the wire. As I mentioned, we all know how good Denver is. We know how the depth for that Denver team is very, very good. But uh, this is going to make it an exciting finish before playoffs start here in the Western Conference. Al McCoy, our guest, as we talk Suns basketball here on Arizona Sports, coming off of the All-Star break, um, you know, there was a disappointment, I think, for some that Devin Booker wasn't uh, part of the All-Star festivities. I can spin that as a positive. More time for Book to get healthy uh, and get focused for this upcoming 22-game run with, with Kevin Durant. But overall, we've seen the, the, the All-Star game in nature change so much over the years, Al, and Unfortunately, my viewpoint has become I, I think all-star games are, are a thing of the past because of the money involved with the players and the tendency for uh, not full participation. When you watch the all-star game these days, what, what are your thoughts on, on what you're seeing? Who watched it? <laughs> yes. I mean, was, you there, the was, man. There game, was there a game? <laughs> I thought it was just uh, singing and dancing and having a good time. I mean, the All-Star game is a joke as far as I'm concerned. I mean, uh, it used to be fun when it was competitive in the uh-huh. East against the West, and they really played basketball, and it had some meaning. Now it's just, uh, I don't know what it is, really, yeah. uh, but it's not something that gets my attention, that's for sure. Yeah, one of the things that got my attention during All-Star Weekend was Charles Barkley thinking that maybe, not thinking, he predicted the players are going to get locked out whenever that might be in the next round of negotiations based on the fact that the owners have had it with load management and they've had it with players asking out of situations. But I, I thought of that and I thought, yeah, that's interesting if Charles is hearing something around that because, this load management thing, I think it's a bigger issue than a lot of people in the game might even admit. Well, I, I would agree. And, of course, you know, Charles can be a little outspoken with some <laughs> of his thoughts, but a lot of times he's right on target. But we know that the owners uh, tend to cave uh, because they don't want to lose the big money that's there. Yep. So I, I would be surprised if there's any kind of a lockout. I think, uh, again, They'll have tremendous uh, TV contracts because, as you know, sports is really the only thing that television has anymore true. that uh, can demand audiences, and they're going to have to pay big dollars for it. Uh, the last uh, contract the NBA had 
was terrific, and I think the next one will probably be even better. Yeah, one of the things um, that that uh, Adam Silver, the commissioner, said last week too, and I know there's been a lot of talk for a couple of years now of uh, Al of, of maybe adding a midseason tournament, and it didn't quite make sense to me when you consider taking the teams that you're already competing against, in, you know, in regular season action and putting them together in a tournament. But last week, he mentioned the possibility of maybe adding an international flair to it with pro teams from other countries. That piqued my interest a little bit because we see that in other sports. The Champions League, obviously, in European soccer is huge. Do you think that would be a, a, a boon for the NBA? I think it would, and maybe this could eliminate what we're calling the all-star game. Yeah. still have uh, where you would uh, maybe award uh, uh, some things that had happened in the first half of the season, but it certainly needs some spice and uh, so, some basketball, uh, not just to make it a big entertainment showcase where players come out and just throw the ball up in the air and run up and down like it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a, a spark would be something that the fans uh, uh, could pick up on. I think maybe it's a good idea for the commissioner. Al, always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, We look forward to doing it again uh, next week, and hopefully we'll be talking about a couple of Kevin Durant performances uh, in in that time span. Well, certainly the rest of this regular season is going to be uh, fantastic, and uh, it's going to be great for the fans to be a part of it. Yeah. Thank you, Al. We'll talk to you next week. Al McCoy, legendary voice of the uh, Suns, member of the Hall of Fame. He joins us Wednesdays for Al About the Suns.